You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got a lot of topics to dive into and everything is going to be related in this episode to the third and final preseason game between the Rams and the Denver Broncos. But before we dive into that, I wanted to tell you guys that through August 30th through September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason Lockenfora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast to begin tuning in on August 30th. But we're now going to dive into our episode and I want to break this up into three segments, three players to look at on the offensive side of the ball, three on the defensive side of the ball, and then we're going to take a look at some of the positional battles that are up for grabs right now. And of course, there's no real starting spots for the most part, but at the same time, there is going to be a lot of backup jobs, third string type things, and practice squad spots that are up for grabs here. And we're going to dive into who might be the favorite to win these jobs. So to begin, we'll start at the top, and that is, of course, at the offensive side of the ball. And I want to take a look at three specific players in this game, maybe some that have stood out, some that have developed quickly, some that maybe haven't played that well and need a strong third game to maybe security practice squad spot or to make the roster. So plenty of things to look out for. I think the very first thing that I want to look out for, and this is no surprise, quarterback Bryce Perkins. I mean, the guy has been the star of preseason so far when it comes to the Rams, in my opinion. He's obviously performed very well, so well that he's actually kicked Duck Hodges off the team. They didn't even have to have a second look at this guy because of how well Bryce Perkins played. That really speaks to how much this coaching staff likes him and how good he's been this preseason. Now, the question for me here is, what can he do in this game? Is the decision for the Rams already made up when it comes to their 53-man roster? Because now you look at Perkins and he might be too good of a player to stash on the practice squad. The Rams might not feel comfortable putting him there because if they do do that, then he's obviously going to need to clear waivers, which means 31 teams will pass on stealing him and then he'll revert to the practice squad. But do the Rams feel comfortable enough to really put him through that process in a league that is starved for quarterback play? Or does it make more sense to stash this guy on your roster, your 53-man roster, and carry three quarterbacks? And I'm curious now, Is this third game going to help them decide that or have they already made their decision and they're going to try to keep this guy in the practice squad or already know that they're going to stash him on the roster? I think it's very interesting to think about and I talked about this on Twitter as well. I always think back to that Eagles trade between the Eagles and the Cardinals many years ago where I believe it was Donovan McNabb at the time he got hurt or for whatever reason, they started Kevin Cobb, who was their backup quarterback. He had three good games in the NFL, and the Cardinals immediately felt the need to trade for this guy after he lost his job, I want to say to Michael Vick. I can't remember exactly what the scenario was for the Eagles, and they traded a second-round pick and a starting cornerback in Dominique rogers Cromartie, who a lot of Rams fans might remember, for Kevin Cobb, and Cobb ended up being terrible for the Cardinals, of course, but that is an expensive price to pay for a backup quarterback, but it reminds me of how desperate teams are for these guys. So I think there's a legitimate shot 
that the Rams want to keep this guy on the roster, maybe not necessarily to trade, but in the event of an injury or to try and trade down the line, maybe next year or whatever the case is. So I'm really curious to see how that one's going to shake out. The next one to look at, in my opinion, I'm going to go straight to the offensive line and I want to see Coleman Shelton in this game. I thought he's been one of the best offensive linemen for this team over the first two weeks. And now I don't think there's a question of, is this guy going to make the roster so much? I think the question is now, has this guy been impressive enough to potentially win the starting center job over Brian Allen? And I know the Rams are probably not all the way there yet, and maybe it's not even a discussion in their minds, but I don't think Brian Allen is that solidified in his starting spot. I mean, two weeks ago, he wasn't a starter. So I think there's a legitimate shot that a guy like Coleman Shelton, if he can put together a strong final week, not only makes a roster, but starts to creep into the mind and to that discussion of, this guy might be a starter. And yeah, maybe not in week one, but if Brian Allen goes out there in week one, week two, week five, whatever it is, and he struggles throughout his time in the starting lineup, then there might be a discussion to be had where, is Coleman Shelton a better starting option? And do we yank Brian Allen out of that starting lineup to replace him with this new guy? A lot of questions to be had there, but I think he's been very good throughout the first two games. And that is definitely why he's going to be one of the players to watch in this third one for me. Now, the last one, I feel like there's a lot of options here. You know, some of me wants to go with a Tutu Atwell or a Jacob Harris, some of those most exciting type of players, but both of those guys are going to make the roster. They're both very safe in terms of where they are currently on their depth charts. I don't think either guy has much of an opportunity to move up or down. I think Jacob Harris is going to be the tight end two for this team as a receiver. And I think Tutu Atwell is currently the wide receiver five. He's not going to hop anybody. He's obviously not going to get cut. And he is the starting punt returner. So nothing really to look at there. I think those guys are solidified where they're at, but it will be fun to watch them to see can these guys continue that explosive play theme? I want to see how quickly they're developing as rookies and what they can bring into this final game, especially against a Broncos team that has a very good secondary. I don't know if they're going to start any of those players, but if they do, man, they are going to have their work cut out for them. Now, the final position here for me to look at, the running back spot. We know Daryl Henderson is the guy. The Rams just traded for Sony Michelle. He's going to be running back two at worst. Who is going to be the running back three? Xavier Jones, Jake Funk. Can either of these guys step up and separate themselves from the other names at this position? Or is it going to be more of what we've seen so far, which is, you know, a little bit of good here, a little bit of bad there. Hard to really digest and analyze what these guys have been able to do because of the backup offensive line. Not exactly opening up a lot of holes for these guys. So you can't really see them hit that second level, hit that second gear, try to take some of these eight yard runs and turn them into 20 yard gains. Haven't really gotten that opportunity. Maybe won't in this game either, but I want to see, can one of these guys start to separate themselves a little bit, but we will dive into that in the final segment in who is going to win some of these jobs. The running back position is definitely one that we want to talk about, but before we get there, we're going to flip to the defensive side of the ball and take a look at three players to watch out on that side of the ball in the next segment. And of course, you guys can always come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find us at QB's MVP and at Locked On Rams. Protein bars are currently all the craze. Every company has their own brand, their own kind, their own flavor. And I know if you guys have tried these bars before, a lot of them can taste terrible, very chalky, very unenjoyable, super high in calories, not high in protein. But that is why one of today's sponsors, Built Bar, is the best on the market. I'm telling you guys, I've tried every flavor they have. They're so delicious. They have a bunch of different flavors, so you can 
pre-packaged exactly what you want in your box. The bars are healthy. They're low in calories. They're low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber, and they even work for you if you are on the keto diet, which I know a lot of you people are these days. You even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do, just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. This deal is great. You guys should absolutely go use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the second segment here of this final pregame preseason week three preview. Man, that's a lot of peas there. Jeez. We are now into the final week here in the preseason, which is awesome because we get one more week after this to sort of decline, relax a little bit, kick our feet up, take a deep breath, obviously go through the roster and things like that. And then it's go time. The NFL season is right around the corner. I can almost start to feel it. It's going to be so fun to get back to watching football, man. I cannot wait. It feels like this offseason absolutely flew by. I don't know if that's just me or if you guys share these sentiments, but it felt like I blinked and this offseason went by super fast. So that's obviously great because now we're right around the corner from the real stuff. But before we get there, we got to look at this defensive side of the ball. And to me personally, I think this side of the ball is a little bit more intriguing when it comes to this final game. First bit of news here, defensive tackle Ashawn Robinson has some sort of an injury. I'm not really sure what it is, but it sounds like he's going to miss a few weeks, according to Sean McVay, which is obviously not good. So that kind of opens up a spot here. Obviously, he's the starting nose tackle or starting defensive end, whichever one you want to consider it in their 3-4 base defense. And now we got to talk about who's going to take his spot. Can somebody step up as a starter now? It sounds like Ashawn Robinson is going to have this minor procedure on his knee. My apologies. That's what it is. And he's going to be expected to return in a couple weeks. I don't know how long that is. It might be a month. It might be the first five games of the season. So now we talk about, you know, Greg Gaines and Bobby Brown and some of these other guys that are going to be in positions to potentially start now. And of course, Sebastian Joseph Day, who is a current starter. But that takes us into one of the strongest positions that the Rams have had throughout these preseason games at the tackle and now it just got a little bit more juicy in my opinion because is Marquise Copeland going to step up in this game is Jonah Williams going to step up in this one can Eric Banks continue to play well all three of these guys in my opinion have been three of the most impressive players on this roster throughout these first two games and now you know we've had a discussion can one of these guys make the roster can both of them or all three of them make the roster probably not of course someone's going to maybe stick on the practice squad but Now we're in this discussion of, can one of these guys actually find a way onto the field, not as a starter maybe, but behind Greg Gaines or behind one of these other guys, Bobby Brown, as a rotational defensive lineman? That is why this preseason is so important because you're one injury, two injuries away from starting football games potentially. So the Rams have obviously a little bit of an embarrassment of riches at this position, I would say. you got a lot of guys that I think you feel very good about if they find their way onto the field, like Greg Gaines, for example, Bobby Brown. You drafted these guys. You've developed them for a little while. Greg Gaines, obviously, more so. He's been with the team for a few seasons. And now, you know, we're at this position where can one of these guys step up and grab themselves a roster spot? They've played very well throughout the first two games. And you got to believe that they're a little bit more motivated now, knowing that there could be some playing time dangled right in front of their face with this injury. So you hate to hear about the injury, but at the same time, somebody has to step up. And I think these guys have done a very good job, which is going to be why I'm going to have my eyes on that position. The next one, 
It's got to be outside linebacker. And I don't know that there's any one player in general that I'm staring at here. Of course, we all want to see Chris Garrett. Can he continue that nasty streak that he had last game? Justin Lawler, can he do the same thing that he had in week one, that type of a performance? And can he bring that back to the table? Because again, one of the positions here, I think that the Rams have some issues at. Obo Karanko has some sort of a shoulder stinger, according to Sean McVay. I have no idea what that means. He's been sidelined for a little bit now. Who knows how long he's going to be out for. And we've talked about his injury issues for a long time now. Of course, Terrell Lewis, he's back at practice now, but for a while, his knee was bothering him. He was not on the practice field either. And then, of course, Leonard Floyd, Justin Hollins. We know those guys are slated to start. After that, though, a lot of injury issues, a lot of potential playing time available there, a lot of snaps available. Can one of these guys step up and secure themselves a 53-man roster spot, maybe a practice squad spot, maybe a role as a rotational edge rusher? I think that is super enticing for these players because you talk about just trying to make the roster, right? You're a seventh-round pick, aka Chris Garrett. Your first goal should be to make the roster, but when you know that there's more on the line than just, you know, I'm going to be redshirted for my one season here as a rookie, which means, you know, you're not actually going to play. You're just kind of put on the side there. When you know there's more on the table, you might be a little bit more intrinsically motivated to get into that playbook, to make some plays, to try and give it 100% all out effort, because now there's more on the table for you. There's a potential playing time available and snaps available to you obviously you know every player should try to put their best on the field every single time but we're all human beings at the end of the day some guys are going to be more motivated than others some guys are going to be more driven and disciplined than others and presumably everyone wants to play so now that the fact that there is potential playing time on the table for these guys you have to believe that somebody is going to want that spot more than anything and i'm definitely excited to see can somebody step up at this position The last one, I want to kind of go with inside linebacker, sort of the same deal here, a little bit at safety as well, but I feel like safety is kind of settled. You know, we talked about this position a lot. J.R. Reed, Juju Hughes, I think both guys have a great shot to make this roster, even with how deep the Rams are at safety. They've been that impressive, and I think one of them will 100% make this roster. There will be at least five safeties, I think, on this roster, especially when you consider Terrell Burgess you know, sort of a defensive back by trade, maybe not a safety. This is a guy that can play nickel corner. He can maybe play outside corner in a pinch. He can play linebacker. He can play both safety spots. So you can sort of use him in that utility type of role where maybe he's not just a DB or a safety, I should say, by nomenclature or by moniker he might be, but this guy is just a player. Like that's his position. You got some of those guys on offense where they're called OWs as their position, which means offensive weapon. You should have guys on the defensive side of the ball like that too. Call them DWs, defensive weapons, and that's exactly what Burgess is. So I think his versatility allows for this team to maybe feel comfortable bringing on an extra safety, which could be J.R. Reed, could be Juju Hughes. But the one player I want to see continue to progress here, Ernest Jones, because we're talking about one of the very few players on this team that is going to get some snaps in this game that could be a day one starter. And we talked about that at the beginning of the episode not any starting spots really up for grabs, but Ernest Jones is one of the guys that can legitimately start from day one. So you want to see, can this guy learn from a week to week basis? Because that's the name of the game in the NFL, right? You make mistakes. That's the bottom line. Everybody's going to make mistakes. Doesn't matter if you're Jalen Ramsey or Ray Lewis in his prime, right? Or a rookie like Ernest Jones, you're gonna make mistakes. But the reason behind all of that is 
you need to learn from these mistakes and not make them weeks in a row or, you know, in week one and then also in week 13. You need to learn from your mistakes. And Ernest Jones has been a guy that the Rams have trotted out there through game one, game two, gave him some snaps, got his feet wet a little bit. Obviously, he's getting used to the speed of the game, trying to understand the playbook, all these different things, line guys up. And I think he's stood out in a positive way. Of course, he's made some mistakes too, but again, he's a rookie. That's supposed to happen. So at this point in time, it feels like he's arguably the favorite to start. It sounds like Kenny Young and Ernest Jones could be your starting day one linebackers, which of course, if you guys have listened to this podcast in the past, I've talked about Ernest Jones and Traven Howard being starters, which may be another player to look out for. So I think this inside linebacker position is maybe the most important right now because there's actual starting jobs on the line here. And of course, the Rams are not going to trot out, you know, the Kenny Youngs and the Troy Readers here. But I definitely think one of these guys, especially Troy Reader, could be supplanted here by one of these younger players in Traven Howard and especially Ernest Jones. So if they can string together a strong third game, there is definitely a starting position to be had here at this position. So I don't know. I think it's very interesting. I definitely think someone could win this job in week three here. And of course, if they don't do well, then maybe the Rams just elect to go with Kenny Young and Troy Reader to begin the season. But I definitely think there is something up for grabs here. That's going to do it for the defensive side of the ball. In the final segment, we're going to piggyback off this topic and dive into which interesting jobs are up for grabs here and who might be the favorite as it stands right now. And of course, you guys can always check back in here at the Locked on Rams podcast. Make sure to tune back in tomorrow for our post-game recap. And as well, go check out our YouTube channel at Locked on Rams. Hit the subscribe button, hit the bell button, hit the notification button, get notified when we post, which I promise you will be coming up next week. And of course, go like some videos, go leave a comment, boost that algorithm for us. We can all eat together. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. You can get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half million dollar NFL mega contest and the $200,000 NFL survivor contest, which are both open now at BetOnline. All you have to do is just use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Make sure to take advantage of this deal because it will not be around forever. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Betting on the NFL does not have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. All you have to do, just go follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment here of this Friday episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. I'm your host, Sosa Cremenges, and I appreciate you guys so much for listening to another episode here. By the way, before we dive into the segment, I just wanted to say thank you guys because you guys have been running up the numbers like crazy this month. We're seeing a massive spike. I don't know if you guys are just a little bit more interested with football around, which I presume it might be, or just getting ready to know everything you need to know about this team heading into the regular season. Again, probably the truth there as well, but I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for listening and obviously shooting over that support. It's been awesome to be your host. 
We just passed the one-year anniversary on the 17th of August, so been about a week and a half ago. It's been great. We've been doing well, and we're now going to dive into this final segment, which I touched on before the break, and we talked about it. Who is going to win which jobs going into this game? And I think we have to begin with the most interesting one on offense, the running back three job, which formerly was the running back two job before the Rams traded for Sony Michelle. And I talked about this a little bit in that first segment. Is it going to be Xavier Jones? Is it going to be Jake Funk? My heart tells me it's going to be Xavier Jones. My head tells me it's going to be Jake Funk. I feel like the Rams have talked about Funk a little bit more and maybe with a better tone or, you know, you can kind of hear the voice of Sean McVay and the way he says things. It sounds like they just really like what Funk brings to the table. Not to say that they don't like Xavier Jones, but maybe he offers a little bit something different where, you know, Sony Michelle's a bigger guy, a stronger guy. He's squatty. Of course, you have Daryl Henderson, who's quick and fast. I think Funk maybe rounds out that trio a little bit better than Jones does. Maybe not. I don't know. But I do think Funk is probably the favorite right now. I think he's probably going to walk away with the running back three job. It's going to be interesting to see. Again, I lean Xavier Jones. I think he's been a little bit more impressive right now throughout these first two games, but that's why they have this third game. And you know, both of these guys are going to get a lot of run in this one. So I think that's going to be how it works out, but it is definitely a position we got to look out for. Now we got to talk about the wide receiver position, wide receiver six. Are the Rams going to keep six on the roster? Maybe not. That is a lot to ask of those guys. Of course, that is a lot of receivers, but there's a lot of guys here to look out for. Is it going to be J.J. Koski? Might it be a Tristan Jackson? Maybe a Ben Skoranek? Obviously, he's not playing in this game, but he could be one of those guys. Jeremiah Hadel, Landon Akers. All these guys have had their moments in preseason. And I feel like if the Rams are going to keep anyone, it might be Tristan Jackson, in my opinion. He's one of the guys that's a little bit different, brings a lot of size to the table, maybe can win some of those contested catches versus... You know, the J.J. Koskis is a little bit shorter and quicker. Maybe a guy that you want to put in the slot. A Jeremiah Hadel, who's maybe better as a special teams player, which could give him the edge, of course. You've got to be able to play special teams too. Ben Skoranek, the only draft pick out of these guys. Maybe the Rams still stash him on the roster, or they could put him on injured reserve as well. And then Landon Akers, another guy that stood out in this last game. I tend to think it might be Tristan Jackson, but at the same time, the Rams might elect to not keep six receivers at all. Moving over to the defensive side of the ball, we've sort of talked about some of these positions, defensive tackle, of course, and some of these other ones. I think the one player or position here that I'm looking at, I don't really know what position I want to state it as, but Ernest Brown, the Rams' fifth-round pick from this last draft class, he kind of plays defensive tackle, plays a little bit of edge, plays a little bit of 3-4 defensive end. Where is he going to stick on this roster, and can he make this roster? Because he has been relatively invisible. He has played, by the way, I don't think he's better than some of the edge rushers right now, Chris Garrett, Justin Lawler. I don't think he's been better than the interior defensive linemen in Marquise Copeland and guys like that, Jonah Williams. So I don't know if you necessarily want to keep this guy over some players that have been better than him, or if you just want to keep him on the roster because he was one of the guys that you drafted, or if you want to squeak this guy on your practice squad. I have no idea what the Rams are going to do with this guy. Of course, he's got some versatility. He is still a rookie. There's still a lot of time for him to try and develop. But in my opinion, there's been a lot of guys that have outperformed him. And if we weren't talking about draft status and investments and all these different things, he might be on the roster bubble or potentially cut in a few days or in a few weeks. So there's some issues there potentially, but that is definitely one player, one position, I guess you can call it, that I'll be looking out for because I think right now, in order, I would have it Marquise Copeland, Jonah Williams, 
and then maybe Ernest Brown. And of course, I did not mention Bobby Brown because he's a lock to make this roster. So, you know, there's a little bit of a waste for him to go unless the Rams want to keep him just because he's one of the guys that they invested in. So a little bit interesting to look at there, but we will see what they eventually choose to do in the coming weeks. The last position, the one I'm looking at here, it's got to be inside linebacker. And we talked about this. Is Ernest Jones going to do enough to win that starting job? Is Traven Howard in that potential tier of starting linebacker there? Do the Rams feel like Kenny Young is locked in at that position? Do they want Troy Reader out there? I don't know what their plan is here. You know, there's a lot of different discussions to be had. It feels like Kenny Young is definitely locked into a spot. This is not a report. This is just, you know, me kind of going off of what I think. So that leaves one spot up for grabs. And Troy Reader, he's been solid for the Rams, but this is not a guy that the Rams drafted. He was an undrafted guy. And Ernest Jones was a third round pick. And Traven Howard was supposed to be a starter last year. So a lot of interesting dynamics when it comes to this position. Is Ernest Jones going to do enough to win a spot? Is Traven Howard in the discussion to potentially win a spot? Can he maybe supplant a guy like Kenny Young? Maybe can he play next to Kenny Young and take that rollover from Troy Reader? I'm not really certain. You know, it's really interesting to see what's going to happen here. Maybe not that much of a discussion because I feel like the Rams feel good about the two guys they have as starters right now and Kenny Young and Troy Reader because we've seen everyone else. We've seen Micah Kaiser play, Howard, Christian Roseboom, Ernest Jones, of course. That tells us what they think of these guys, but I definitely think Ernest Jones has a chance to leap those guys, jump into a starting spot personally, and to be honest, I'm going to be 100% frank. I would be quite surprised if he doesn't even win that job, right? He might not even earn it over the next game, but I definitely think the Rams want him to take that job, and they're going to give it to him eventually, just not right now. So, you know, I tend to think that he is going to be the starter regardless, but it remains to be seen. There's obviously a lot more experience when it comes to Kenny Young and Troy Reader out there. And then there are the other names too that we've talked about that maybe they're not going to win starting jobs. Maybe they will. Maybe they're not even in that discussion. This is definitely the position I think that maybe has the most going on right now. I mean, there could be a starting job one. There could be backup jobs one. I think everyone is on the table right now when it comes to a roster spot, a practice squad spot, a starting spot. So I'm going to be absolutely focused, locked in on this position. And I think there's a lot of question marks here for the Rams that they need to answer going into this game, which is going to be their third and final preseason game. And that is going to do it for this last preview here for the preseason. The next time we talk about a preview is going to be week one when the Rams kick off. I cannot wait for that game against the Chicago Bears Sunday night at SoFi Stadium. It's going to be great. Before we get there, though, make sure to tune back in here at the Locked on Rams podcast for tomorrow's episode. We're going to post game recap what happens in this game. And then into next week, we're going to share our 53 man roster projection, maybe some practice squad projections. We'll talk everything you need to know about this roster and how this game unfolds for the Rams going into the next few days. And of course, just a reminder, you guys can come connect with us on Twitter at QB's MEP and at Locked on Rams and Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.